All right, good morning. I am here this morning. Kansas City weather was awesome last night, so I didn't have to deal with, uh, with that. Thank you to PA and to Paul for filling in the last two weeks. They crushed it. I didn't get a chance to talk to PA. I think that was your best, best yet. So well, well done, well done. Uh, and Paul was a, was a last inning pinch hitter uh, sitting on the end of the bench thinking that uh, Mike Matheny wasn't going to get him in. But um, got a call about 10 o'clock last Saturday night. Hey, I'm stuck in St. Louis. So thank you, Paul. And um, I have a figure of speech uh, that I tell a lot of the team members uh, uh, here that, uh, hey, if our fly's down, acknowledge it. And Paul took that to a new level. So thank you, Paul, for, for taking me literally uh, there. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, this is a good plug for our podcast. Uh, make sure you listen to our podcast if you miss, uh, uh, miss, miss Sunday or your uh, leading small group for the kids, whatnot, which appreciate all of you that do lead small group for our kids because our kids need to be discipled, uh, discipled in Christ so that they grow up not learning just about Bible characters on a flannel board like the rest of us did, except for Gideon and Courtney and Elijah, uh, but, um, but they, live, they learn that Jesus is their life. And so, uh, so that's what they're doing right over there. I'm excited to be here this morning. Uh, I, I feel like God's kind of blowing a fresh wind into me here lately. Maybe I'll get to that uh, later. But um, we're in this Renegade series. Uh, we first looked at Gideon and courage, which, uh, which is humorous because where, where we find Gideon, he is hiding in a wine vat. Uh, maybe some of you are like, I'll hide there. Like, no, no, I know this is cross point. Let's, let's just acknowledge that afterward. Um, but uh, uh, he was afraid of the Midianites, and God showed up to him, hey, mighty warrior, which he wasn't a mighty warrior at the time. But courage is not the absence of fear. It is taking the next step despite the fear. All right? And if you listen to entrepreneurs who do not know Jesus, it's the same way. Courage is not not having fear. Courage is taking the next step despite the fear. And then last week we saw Ruth and Boaz. Boaz, Bo, that was like the Republic way of saying Bo, Boaz, you know, whatever. Uh, and so um, Ruth and Boaz, and, and they're here and follow faith. Here and follow faith in the small stuff, in the, in the little bitty steps. Ruth heard and followed God, this brand new God, to just simply take care of, as a widow, her widowed mother-in-law. <laughs> so, I mean, I, we won't go there. Not on Father, Mother's Day. Uh, and, and, and Boaz heard and followed in the simple ways of, of, of realizing that life comes with hearing and following God's law. And that he didn't glean all the way to the corners of his fields and, and allowed the poor and the sojourner to, 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 to harvest out of his field, even though that made no business sense at all. And it made no sense for Ruth to leave her land and leave her gods and leave her family to take on a new family and, and, and take care of her mother-in-law. It made no sense, but they heard and followed and God blessed because of it. But this week, we're going to look at Daniel and Friends. Anybody watch Garfield and Friends growing up? I did. I was, I was a big fan of Garfield and Friends. Yeah, big fan, big fan, big fan. Uh, not like Garfield and Friends, but a little bit more serious, although Garfield and Friends of, often had a point. Uh, but uh, Daniel and Friends, uh, uh, that's who we're looking at today. Amazing stories that we're not going to touch on this morning. We are in our reading plan. We are in a reading plan this week. If you don't read the Bible, I encourage you to take a reading plan because these are phenomenal stories. Maybe it's probably a lot of us grew up with a flannel board version of these stories as I fall off the stage. Flannel board version of these stories. Hey, if your fly's down, acknowledge it, right? If you're going to fall off the stage, just say you're falling off the stage. Timber, right? Okay, 
nobody's like I already told the band this morning it's a tough crowd like you guys Mother's Day you're so serious like come on loosen up a little bit so where was I squirrel um Daniel Daniel that's right inference and uh, uh take a reading plan read along with us uh this week because we're going to see we're going to see something completely different maybe with uh with Daniel amazing stories but look when we first get a hold of their story, they are teenagers minding their own business in Jerusalem. But this guy, Nebuchadnezzar, and the Babylonians come in and completely ransack Jerusalem, completely destroy God's temple and their system of doing things, took the, the holy implements out of God's temple and went and put them into, the, into his God's temple as trophies of war, killed thousands of people, and, uh, and exiled Many people back to Babylon, including young men, the best and brightest young men in Jerusalem, including Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, to go learn the Babylonian culture in order to better the Babylonian culture. I mean, come on, imagine this. Imagine if Iraq took over the United States of America, came into Republic, completely destroyed Republic, destroyed on purpose every church in Republic, killed many people, thousands of people, and exported our best and brightest young men to go train in their ways of life. Some of you are reaching for your conceal and carry right now. Relax, it's not happening. Right? But some of you, that would be your response. I'm going to John Wayne and buck up. Some of you, some of you, you might, to be real honest and real serious, you say suicide's better than that. Some of you are like, I'm going to be... 007 agent in there, okay? Thank you for watching every one of the 45, 45 movies of Bond, but you're not him. That's not going to work. How are these guys going to go into the culture and live a godly life? How can you be a renegade in culture? When we see Daniel and his friends, when we read his story, we can see this. Look. Our culture is nowhere close to the, to the evil, wicked, bad, and nasty that Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians were. Yet we freak out. That's not the response God wants us to have. How do we respond? How were these guys going to be renegades in culture? Look, they earned the respect. They, went in, they earned the respect of these evil, wicked, bad, nasty, and kings. But every time they earned respect, they came across a crisis of faith. Between these, these powerful, egotistical kings that thought they were gods or the narcs that wanted to blow up the skirt of these kings. They came across a crisis of faith. How would they be renegades in culture, but yet, but yet still be faithful to God? The simple answer is this, and you're not going to like it. Prayer. I wouldn't I like that answer? Because it's too simple. See, if I give you a complex answer, you're like, I'm off the hook. That's too complex for me. I can't do it. But prayer is something we all can do. And we can see this through every one of the stories we're going to read this next week about how prayer was the operating system that they ran by. How do we be renegades in culture? See, they didn't boycott. They didn't yell. They didn't scream. They didn't protest. But they did make an impact. So to go deeper than prayer, 
What did that look like? We're going to be in Daniel 9. We're not going to read all of Daniel 9. We're going to read Daniel 9 this Friday in our reading plan. I encourage you to read it because it's an awesome prayer of Daniel. It's amazing what's going on here. We're going to start in verse 1. Follow along on our app. In the Bible, you can uh, the Bible app as well. You can follow along. We'll throw the verses up on the screen. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, I think he was probably born. His dad goes aha and saw a dinosaurus over there, and that's just how it happened. A Mede by birth, who was a ruler over the kingdom of Chaldeans. What this means is that Daniel was an old man. He was probably in his 70s or early 80s at this time. Him and Darius were good friends. Despite the fact that Darius was the Daniel and the Lion's King guy, uh, uh, Daniel and Darius were were good friends, and Darius respected uh, Daniel highly. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the books, according to the word of the Lord, to Jeremiah. Catch that. Catch that. Daniel read the same Jeremiah book that we still have now, 2,700 years later. These are not Bible characters. These are people. These are disciples of God at this time, Yahweh at this time. These are people. He read the same book that we get the chance to read today. And I think I know what chapter, as we know it as chapters, he didn't know chapters at that point in time, but I think I know the same one for two reasons. He was reading Jeremiah. The number of years for the desolation of Jerusalem would be 70. One of the reasons why I think that he was reading Jeremiah 29 is because of the way that Daniel lived. Maybe he was going back. Maybe he was going back to Jeremiah 29 because because he was struggling. I don't know. I don't know this. But he was struggling. He was struggling with how to live. Am I doing the right thing, God? Here's what Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 29. This is what the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says to all the exiles I deported from Jerusalem. He tells them, this is how I want you to live in Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give to your daughters to men in marriage so that they may bear bear sons and daughters. Multiply there. Do not decrease. Seek the welfare of the city I have deported you to. Pray to the Lord on its, on its, its behalf. For when it has prosperity, you will prosper. Seek the welfare of the city. This is how Daniel lived. He sought the welfare of the city of Babylon, or the the nation of Babylon. He sought the welfare of Nebuchadnezzar, the same king that totally destroyed his city, he sought the welfare of. But we as Christians today want to yell at President Obama. Christians today, we want to yell at Ben Carson for promoting Trump. Pastors, get up on stage and say, how dare he? Is he really a Christian? Folks, Daniel tells us, you can serve somebody who is not a Christian who's in power. Without boycotting, without yelling, Without protesting. Daniel tells us. Daniel tells us we can seek the welfare of our city. Newsflash. We're not a Christian nation. We never were. There's no such thing. No such thing. So if we put our hope on being a Christian nation, we are, gonna, we are putting our hope on a false God. 
Seek the welfare of the city. Seek the welfare of the city. That's what Daniel did. But at the same time, there came this crisis of belief. There came these times that they had to make a decision. What did it look like for me to keep following God? Following Yahweh? Back to Jeremiah 29. Verse 10. Jeremiah 29, verse 10. For this is what the Lord says. When 70 years for Babylon are complete, this is the second reason why I believe he was reading what we know of as Jeremiah 29. Because what did it say in, in Daniel 9, 1? Or 2? I read about the 70 years. Maybe he was reading the first part of what we just read, getting a reminder of how he was supposed to live, and then he kept reading, and then he read this, and, 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 and something happened in his heart. When 70 years for Babylon are complete, I will attend to you and confirm my promise concerning you to restore you to this place. This is our coffee cup. This is our coffee cup verse right here. This next one. For I know the plans I have for you, right? We know this as a coffee cup, as a bumper sticker, as a bumper sticker verse. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your welfare, not for your disaster, to give you a future and a hope. That is our coffee cup verse. We pull that out. But they had to go through 70 years of destruction and exile to get here. Put this verse on the outside and then inside the coffee cup you put, but you got to go through it for 70 years to get there. Like, you know, right? Ah. We got these nice little sayings, but we take them out of context and realize we have to go through difficulty to find the blessing. That's Facebookable right there. Off the cuff. Didn't plan for that. You will call to me and come to pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me and all, with all your heart. I will be found by you. This is the Lord's declaration. And I will restore your fortune and gather you from all nations to places where I banished you. This is the Lord's declaration. I will restore you to the place I departed you from. Look, Daniel, Daniel read this, and it broke his heart. How do I know this? Daniel 9.3. So I turned my attention to the Lord God to seek Him by prayer and petitions with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed. It broke His heart. He read this. Something went off on Him. And He sought God. The same thing that God said in Jeremiah 29 to do, He did because He recognized I'm an old man. It's been almost 70 years. And he got on his knees and it broke his heart and he sought God. Why? Verse 16. I encourage you, read the entire chapter. It's amazing. It's an amazing prayer. But verse 16 is our focus. Lord, in keeping with all your righteous acts, may your anger and wrath turn away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain. For because of our sins and the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people have become an object of ridicule to all those around us. Object of ridicule. Another version says byword. It's a taunt. It's a joke. Your people have, been a, have become a joke to people who don't believe in you. If you read the prophets, you see that the first level of judgment of God on His people is that we become a joke because of our hypocrisy to the world around us. Does that sound familiar today? I had a guy texted me last night. Christians are a joke.
break our hearts. Because Jesus wasn't a joke to people far from God. He was a joke to the religious, but he wasn't a joke to those far from God. It should break our hearts. Daniel's heart broke over God's glory inside God's people. Does it break? Does that break our hearts? God's glory inside of his people? See, glory is simply the idea. Glory is simply the idea of making the invisible visible. Really, in today's vernacular, we would call it marketing. This is God's marketing plan. I make myself visible through my people hearing and following me. That's God's marketing plan. That's what glory is. If we replace glory, the word glory in the Bible with marketing, the idea would be exactly the same. Are we broken? Are we broken over God's glory inside of God's people? Or is it business as usual? We've broken over the fact that we don't see it. See, Daniel didn't start the fire. He didn't start the fire. He was a teenager following God, following Yahweh, and he followed Yahweh through the entire story. He didn't start the fire, but he got on his knees to put it out. We didn't start the fire. Are we going to get on our knees to put it out? Are we just going to do things different? What are we going to be? We're going to be broken over God's glory inside of God's people. But there's an end. There's an end game to this. He continues, Daniel 9, 17, Therefore, our God, hear the prayer and the petitions of your servant. Show your favor to your desolate sanctuary for the Lord's sake. Listen, my God, and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolation to the city called by your name. For we are not presenting our petitions before you based on our righteous acts, but based on your abundant compassion. Lord, hear. Lord, forgive. Lord, listen and act. My God, for your own sake, do not delay because your city and your people are called by your name. Seek the movement of God. Seek the movement of God in your life. Seek the movement of God in His church. Seek the movement of God in the lives of the people around you. Seek the movement of God. Do we care that He moves? Or do we just want to go to church? Are we passionate over the fact that people are dying going to hell? Or do we just care to go to church? Seek the movement of God. That's what Daniel did. He got on his knees. He was broken. He said, God, move. God, act. God, do something. Why does this matter? It's one of those verses. Tucked away in the Old Testament. It's those nuggets. And she ended up reading and go, wow, that's there? 923. What is this, what does this matter? At the beginning of your pleas, God sent Gabriel out. When Daniel started praying, God sent Gabriel out. We know of two angels that were named, Michael and Gabriel. He sent one of the top dog angels out for your pleas of mercy. A word went out, and I've come to tell it to you. 
I've answered your prayer, but you will die before it gets answered. Sometimes we pray one prayer, and then the next day, God, you don't care about me. You didn't answer my prayer. He might not answer your prayer until after you die. That doesn't mean he doesn't answer your prayer. But look, 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 look. For you are greatly loved. Why does this matter? You are greatly loved. Why does this matter? You are greatly loved by God. We don't, we don't do this to end in some egotistical uh, 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 ego trip, power trip for God. You are greatly loved. Oh, that's a fluke. Fine. 10, 11. And he said to me, another angel. Oh, Daniel, man, greatly loved. Oh, that's just Daniel. Okay, fine. You have memorized John 3.16. For God so loved the world. Were you born into the world? Anybody not born into this world? Thank you for not admitting that. You're loved by God. You're loved by God. You're loved by God. Why does this matter? You're loved by God and the people around you and me are loved by God. The simple plan is this. Seek the welfare of your city. Or the culture in which you identify. Two. Have your heart broken over God's glory and God's people. Three. Seek God's movement. Trying to tell stories of modern day renegades, and I'll try and do this quick. Um, A couple of people actually right here that I'm quite proud of right now. Jack, those of you around you doing a horrible movie podcast, look, uh, answer me this. Uh, Deans and Jack, those of you that go to Comic-Cons and stuff, do people need Jesus at Comic-Cons? It's a yes, right? It's a yes. Uh Uh-huh, right? But you're seeking the welfare of the city, your culture. Do a podcast. Serving them. I heard a story a couple, a few weeks ago, a couple months ago, about a Duck Dynasty guy. You cannot make this up. A Duck Dynasty guy leading a swamp people guy to Jesus. Like you can't make this stuff out, right? Like you know, only in Hollywood, right? Or Louisiana, one of the two. Uh, Hollywood meets Louisiana. And so the swamp people guy uh, uh, sent out an email saying uh, to all of his contacts, saying, "I'm being baptized. Come, three to four hundred people." Came. The Duck Dynasty guy baptized Swamp People guy. I don't know if it was in the swamp or what, but Swamp People guy, and he preached the gospel at the baptism. And 25 or 30 people came to know Christ. And you're like, holy cow, that's amazing. Uh, man, it'd be awesome to meet a, a, a movie guy and, and you know, preach the gospel. Like, that can happen. Because somebody has decided to step into a space and seek the welfare of their city, of their culture. Angie, sorry, I haven't read the blog. We're on different brain lengths, which is good for you. But you started a blog. Do people need Jesus in that space? Yes, right? God's allowing you to build a platform. What can happen if your heart is broken? over the glory of God and His people, right? And to seek His movement. And He's got every single one of us in the space that He wants us for this reason. For this reason. 
Students, you're in the school you are. For that reason. For that reason. Teachers, you're in the school you're, you're in for that reason. You're in the job that you're in for that reason. God's been working on me about the reason that he's got me in the space that he's got me. For that reason. And we can be renegades. We can be Daniels. We can be people that refuse to give up and have a passion and beg God, please move. But we've got to care. We've got to care. And it matters because God loves us. You get to practice right now. During this song of reflection, you get to practice begging God, break me. Give me something. Give me something to better this city with. Break me and move. You get to practice praying that. And what if, what if, what if? We got about a footprint of about 120 people. What if 120 people? What if 120 people decided this is the way I'm going to live? What if? Unstoppable. Flat out. Unstoppable. Dear Father, Lord, I thank you for this time. Thank you for the story of Daniel. And Lord, give us a call. Let us see what you've burned inside of us. Break us and move. Because you're worthy. You're worthy. Let us see that. It's your name of Christ. Amen. Go ahead and stand with us. Worship. Practice praying. Renegade prayers.